Hi. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. You've got a show on called Siren at Underground Venue. I have. Is this the first time you've been at Buxton Fringe? Or have you been before? My goodness, I haven't been at Buxton Fringe since 2012, actually. Wow, wow. I know. I um, <laughs> Yeah, I took um, a show called Songs to Make You Smile, and it won, it won Best Vocal. And then I created Siren, and then uh, went through a marriage breakdown, and uh, had to learn to live on my own. And then lockdown and COVID hit. I had two more children, because I met someone new. So... It just has basically been a bit of a whirlwind wow. over the last decade. Uh, but now I'm kind of finding my mojo again to do solo shows. So why have you decided to come back to the Buxton Fringe in particular? I had such a great time last time. And uh, two seconds, my son's out to walk in. Okay. No, he's not. He's gone up. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so I, I, I had such a great time last time. I really enjoyed it. Such a friendly, welcoming atmosphere. And yeah. then also you're in the most beautiful surroundings. I mean, you, it's such a beautiful part of the world. So the idea of spending a few days there is just yeah. just a joy, really. Yeah, a lot of people say the same thing. Your, your description sounds amazing. So you've got a collection oh, of, of different songs as well as, is it poetry and stuff that, as well as... Um, as well, it's, uh, sort of, it's, it's only songs, but some right. of the songs are settings of quite well-known poetry. It's a very uh, mixed bag there's some original compositions by Michael Ralston. In particular, there's a 10-minute setting of uh, Wreck of the Hesperus. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which is, I, th I think it's one of the first times that's been set to music. It's quite an epic piece. It's a real cow to sing, actually, but it's the most amazing piece of music, like musically and lyrically and experience-wise. It's an incredible, an incredible song, and it's 10 minutes long, so the audience really have to kind of get on board with the storytelling. <laughs> so do you play music as well or you just sing i have a piano player who comes with me a fabulous guy called tom you're on the 6th the 12th 13th and 14th yeah yes 2 30 on the 6th and then one o'clock 5 30 and then one o'clock again yeah yeah so nice little Perfect. nice little uh, lunchtime show so you know what's not yeah what it's, it's a nice time it's a nice time it means i get the rest of the day to kind of wander around buxton and um chat to people and into the opera house because you know your opera house is stunning so is there anything else you want to add about your show like i think what's lovely about it is that there's something for everyone you know if, if you like sort of standard cabaret fare there's a bit of that if you like classical there's a bit of that yeah. um if you like stories about love affairs that didn't work out there's lots of that and i i think really it's just a a really lovely way to find a find a way through these songs about the sea, but songs about the sea are never really just about the sea. They're always about something else. So it's it's finding your metaphor within within and taking from it what you want to take from it. And, you know, we've all been through various upheavals in life. Everyone everyone goes through these tumultuous times. Yeah. And uh, I think sometimes songs like this speak to us. So hopefully people will find something within that they like. How did you go about choosing the songs to perform? Like, was it was it hard, or was oh. it to miss out? Like, or yeah, I just wanted people to be able to experience new music as well as old, and that I would have fun singing it because all yeah, the songs yeah. in there are all ones that I absolutely love, um, and they're all ones that I really, really enjoy singing because life's too short to sing boring songs. If you're streaming this on Spotify or Apple or whatever, you can you can then. Listen to Lily's music. It's all there yeah. for you. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to speak to you.
We try to review all shows that come to the Fringe. This helps our audience choose what they want to see, but is also important to the artists who value the feedback and often use extracts in publicity. The reviews are published on our website, on the Fringe app, and at the Fringe desk in Pavilion Gardens. Our reviewers are all volunteers, although a few are professional journalists. Their only reward is a free ticket to the first night of the show they're reviewing. Could you be one of our team? Get in touch. Are you, are you okay, Tina? Yeah, I'm very good. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So, um, have you been to Books and Fringe before? I've never been, so I'm so excited. Oh, that cool. So, why why did you decide uh, that obviously there's lots of other festivals around to choose to come to Buxton Festival Fringe? Well, I'd always heard so many good things about Buxton. Uh, I've done Edinburgh seven of the last ten years, and I know a lot of people use Buxton as a sort of warm-up for Edinburgh. Yeah, it fits well into the calendar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but but for me, um, it, it was just actually just kind of the whole logistics and the finances of doing both Buxton and Edinburgh was just a bit of a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not doing Edinburgh this year, um, and so I thought, yay, <laughs> now it's my okay. chance to try it out, yeah. So, can you tell us um, a little bit about your show? This is not therapy. So, underground venues on the 10th and 11th of July. And 12th. Yeah, so This Is Not Therapy was inspired basically by me hitting my 50s and having that realisation that there was more of the road behind me than in front of me. And wanting, I, I sort of had this sort of seminal moment of thinking, have I been doing this right? Because I've always been very competitive and, you know, chased a lot, um, chased success a lot. And I just was beginning to kind of waver about whether I got this quite right. And what happened was um, I randomly decided to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's one of my okay. favorite films. I just, you know, random Tuesday night. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. And I had I don't want to tell you what it was, but I had this epiphany <laughs> watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. I know. Yeah, apparently you can get spiritual guidance anywhere these days. And what it, it set me off on this trail of uh, going through a lot of my favorite stories, trying to think, trying to find out. Yeah, actually, what are we doing here? Is there a better way to be to be living? And that sounds a bit sort of heavy, but it's not because if you. I sort of reference things like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you nodding away. Oh, obviously, <laughs> podcast nodding is not doesn't translate very well. Uh, so yeah, I was looking at a lot of my favourite stories and going, well, where's this relevant? Where does this work for me? And um, yeah, that's that's how I came about making this story. So, oh yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's t- topical as well because there's new Indiana Jones film out. I know. Like, I mean, so I'm p- obviously it more on trend, which is amazing. I, I mean, obviously, I completely plan that. You know, my yeah. people talk to Harrison Ford's people. And <laughs> that would work if I hadn't been if I hadn't spent the last three years writing this show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty well established because I took it to Edinburgh Fringe last year, and I was actually just going to do it there. And then it got a really good reception. And I thought, oh, I think I'll do another year of it. You know, what with the pandemic, I've actually lived with this material for quite, because I'm not 50 anymore, I'm 55. Yeah, I've lived with this material for quite a long time, but it still you know, felt relevant. And I've done it a few, I've had a few sort of um, one-off theatre shows with it. I'm still loving the show and I'm still finding little things where I'm like, ooh, we can do a bit more there. So that's always exciting to feel something's really bedded in but that there's still more juice in it. 2.30 on a Monday and a Tuesday. 
maybe a little bit of a challenging slot, but um, I, I have to say I'm very perky in the afternoons. It's a good yeah, time. No, to sometimes you, you'd be surprised though. But on yeah. the downside, the big, the big, probably the biggest managed venue on at the Books and Fringe, and so they've got quite a loyal audience. And sometimes you'd be surprised. Some things that yeah. go quite well, like because they start at one o'clock. Like I went down for some tickets last year. And the one yeah. to show the first show, people queuing for it. That's really good yeah. to hear because, of course, having never been before, yeah. I'm sort of coming in, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Sending Have you ever out been to Buxton things. before then? Is this first time ever in Buxton? Yes. Wow, that's really, that's that's good then, yeah. I know. And I'm really looking forward to it because I've got a friend who lives um, in Bakewell. In fact, I'm going to go, welcome. I'm staying with her. So it's it's all worked out beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so, and, then, and then a good audience. And, and uh, the little bonus I've got is that if somebody's going, oh, well, that sounds interesting. Um, I actually have a podcast called This Is Not Therapy, oh, right, which, right. yeah, um, which sort of started as an offshoot of this show. And so and they're, they're short. They're like 10, 15 minute long episodes. Quality over quantity. Yeah, no, we yeah. don't all have to be Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, yeah, and I've yeah. got to say, Buck, Buxton and, and Underground are so supportive to the artists in the run-up. Like, it's really given me a lot of confidence right, good, because good. of the communication, the way things are set up. That makes you go, oh, phew, okay. Yeah, these people know what they're doing. Okay, it's on the 10th and 11th of July, 2.30 till 3.25, and then the 12th at yeah. 5.30. Go and see the show. Go underground. Thinking about that warm glow you get from supporting a really worthwhile arts charity? For a really very modest donation, you can be one of our special friends enjoying 10% reductions on tickets, first peek at the programme and invitations to friends events. But, of course, it's all about that warm glow. Our friends are an important source of support and safeguarding the future of the Fringe. Look for the Friends page on our website. I'm here with Annette Gregory, who's doing a Believe Tour at the Green Man Gallery next week. So, Annette, why have you decided to come back to the Buxton Festival Fringe? I've been going to the Books and Festival Fringe now for several years. It might be about five or six years. Very good. Um, and I took last year off because I just wanted to kind of reflect on the journey that I decided to make to become a professional musician. And so while I was doing that, I just thought I'm going to take this time off and I'm going to reflect. And I had noted that one of the key things about me is that um, I had been asked by BBC Introducing to do some performances, but they didn't want to, because I'm a jazz singer, they didn't want to do any of my normal songs because I normally cover standards. Right, I had okay. to write, um, which was a fascinating experience because like most musicians, I became quite creative during that time and started learning how to use most of the equipment that I've had in my house for years. And so I started writing and wrote my first song, Lonely, which I did perform at Buxton when I came back in 2021. I was also at Buxton voted best vocal performance for 2021, yeah. which came as a massive surprise for me. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But then taking that time out, I decided just to write a whole load of songs and to incorporate those songs into my standards just because I got feedback from the audience to say they still want me to do standards, but they actually liked the song that I'd wrote. So would I like to expand on that a bit more? And so that's what I've done. So you're on at the Green Mango. You're just doing one day on the, the 8th of July, quarter yeah. past six. Like, so that's a good lot of time. You've been working, pop in after work. Like. So if you're, if you're in town for Carnival, 
the parade will have finished like it'll be carnage there's a big fair on the market like it's it's you're up there on the marketplace the road's shut so you can just wander around to the green man gallery you're in the right area i think the green man's a great venue for music it is i mean yeah. i mean caroline who who's been who's been running it for a very long time yeah yeah has been a great supporter of mine from my very early onset of this career changing in your 40s 50s of yeah. i'm going to be a professional musician <laughs> <laughs> and she has just been absolutely fantastic in supporting me in in having a platform she just I mean you could go to a bigger spot you could get more i says no 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 i'm comfortable here I like the environment. It's intimate, and I like intimate. It's wow. going to be double bass, and it's going to be piano and myself on vocals. Yeah, but it's just one night only. That's all. That's all we've. That's all we've got from you. But you're yes. singing original songs as well as as well as classic jazz standards. It says here. Yes, I'm going to be doing both. Right. The songs that I've written, I've released a new album called Believe. Right. And it's about my journey in jazz and about how I had to dig deep sometimes within myself to continue with this journey of doing music. I've also included in there a, a, a track which I call Heritage because I come from a Caribbean background. Okay. Um, so I'm using what I would class as a classic reggae song and giving it a jazz feel, taking it out of that sound what, which everybody would associate with reggae but giving it a jazz sounding. So it, it's just a different sort of approach that I'm taking on this particular occasion and introducing people to more of my writing. So they need to come to get my new album because you can't get it online. You can only get my album if you come to a gig. See the gig, like the music by yeah. the album. Like that's, yeah. that's all godlike. Okay, yeah, and thank very you much. very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, no problem at all. No problem at all. See you all.